What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Square Podcast. As always, it's your boy Jeff. It's your boy Alex. Hey, it's Lucas. Oh shit! Hey, hey guys! <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> hey guys! Get into character. Ah, I'm yep. Paul. <laughs> hey. Hi, How's it going? Hey, we out here, man. It's some it, it's it's summertime for people that are still in school. It's the end of summer for people that are working. There is no summer, but we still living it up, though. You feel me? We living it up. Still hot. We're still hot. You know, baby Yoda out here, still in the building. You yes, know? sir. Shalom. He's saying shalom. Yes, sir. Give it up. That boy knows Yiddish. Anywho, man. Who? Anywho. 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 How? 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 Everybody doing though? Well, Gear Five Luffy came out. Listen, they said that's the most insane power. Out of anything, it is. We are doing well. Said it's just so beautiful. Having fun. Anime. Yes. yes. One Piece. One Piece. Gear 5. One, one Piece. piece. <laughs> the One Piece is real. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, We're having God. fun. Y'all haven't started One Piece. Start that shit, bro. Because it's about to. It's 100,005 no. episodes. Wait, you, it, it's worth. It's 1,071 episodes currently, and it's worth. 1,072 because there's another one dropping today. Ah, yes, 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 yes. 1,072 yes. episodes with fillers. Don't watch the fillers. Skip the fillers. Skip the fillers. How do you have a show going on for over a thousand? Episodes? Listen, that what shit is beautiful. That shit is look, beautiful. No, this thing. What else is there to talk about? Oh, look, I'll tell you what. What you talk about? Oh, you talk about terrorism. This ain't anime. Government episode. corruption. Government corruption. Bro, this shit Skewing is real your fucking life. Like this shit is what's going on today. Blurring the lines of good and evil, masking it. Oh my God! Adventure, friendship, true freedom, freedom. Ain't no friends out here. So when do you actually get the time to? What are you doing? Watch anime. Just do. Make it. You make time. You do your best. Like you do. Watch like watch an episode on a lunch break if you're at work. Uh, watch watch some when you're downtime when you're just relaxing. Like you just you you make the time for it. So just like everything else in your life, you make time. So speaking of work, how is it for? You guys, as far as working, how how is it for you guys getting accustomed to, you know, working and working in general? Really, I mean, I'm well settled into it now. I mean, old from graduating, hush, from graduating college in 2019 <laughs> to now being in ugh, 2023. Yep. And See, when you make faces like that, you just like, tell everyone you're old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Oh. That's what it is. <laughs> but honestly. Like the first, those first few years, it was rough. It was a rough transition. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how much they'll tell you in college, you still have to go through those growing pains. Thanks. And a lot of times, like, there's still moments where I still feel like out of place. Like, I still don't feel like I'm old enough to be in this space because I'm the youngest in my office. I was the youngest in my office at my first job. Actually, no, I was. It was me and a few other college students at my first job. But now in this office, I'm the youngest. For sure. And so it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. but you know, it goes to show that like, you know, they're, they're bringing young people, but it's still at a slow pace because it's still like, it's still hard to find a job for kids out of college, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're, you put yourself in the right positions. But well as long as you go through those growing pains and you learn, you mean, you'll, you'll find your footing. And I've been able to find my footing after the past few years and I'm doing pretty well now. So. How long do you would you say it took for you to actually find your footing? Oh, it took, and that depends on each job because you know, I've worked for two different companies. The first company I worked for, um, 
you know, it took maybe a few months to really like get my footing in as far as like beating. This nigga putting on a radio voice. And he really did. <laughs> <laughs> He's so soft spoken. You never soft spoken. What's going on here? I love my wife. <laughs> hey, I love you. He does. He does. It's it's true. It's true. Yes. But um, shit. Yeah, he's. I told you he's old. No, 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 no. I said we we haven't done an episode since he got engaged. Oh yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> I he's engaged. Yes. Yeah. Big moves. Big money moves. Po- post a plan. I say we'll we'll post a picture up or something. You know, just yeah. a little quick little. You know, yeah, I did. You know, I did, I did something. Little song song. Little. Anyway, sorry to. Interrupt. Yes, I did. Thank you all. Thank you. But um, but yeah, no, for real, like it. Yeah, yeah, for real, yeah. But no, the first company I worked for, it took some time, um, just because I was still in the like, holy shit, I'm in a corporate office, mm-hmm. and so. But after a while, I was like, okay, I'm young and dumb. And this I'm some bullshit. <laughs> after a while, I was like, this is a lot. I got to do this shit every day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Eight hours a day. They expect you to do that shit and for the rest of your life. They expect me to do this until I'm like 70 and then I retire. Yep. And, I'm and then like, die. Oh, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and the sad part is, and that's the thing that people don't always understand is that like a company will put in effort as much as they want. But the second, if you die in a freak accident, they're going to be like, dang. Well, let's post a job posting up. Exactly. They'll replace They'll replace you, you in a minute. Especially if it's a big thing. They do not care about you. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that people have to understand. It's like, yeah, a company will care about you up until they have a reason not to. You know what's and funny? Up until you live up your usefulness. You know what's funny is like the companies don't care about you. Sometimes, if you're lucky enough, the people that manage you, the people that you work under, they care about you. Yes. But a lot of the time, it's not the reality. But then outside of that circle, like no. the people that I work with now, I'm at the the company that I work with now, I love every single one of them. We're all like different personalities, different age brackets, you know, just different situations. But we all mesh together very well and we're a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. But so when stuff happens, we'll let each other know and we'll be, we'll take care of each other. And it's like our, our manager, he cares about us and we care about him. And like there's a few external people outside of that who knows, who care about us really well. But then beyond that, I can't really bank to say that they're going to go hard for us as much as we do for each other. Yeah. No, no. It, I mean, one of the higher-ups don't care is, about you. No. That, but they don't even know who you are. I will say, though, like... You make them money. That's it. As a <laughs> collective of young people, generations and generations coming up, a lot we are realizing our worth and our value in the eyes of our companies that we're working for. And we're kind of changing the game a lot. Yeah. Um, people, like, the, the idea of a two-week notice has kind of been exposed yeah, it's more shit. formality as a for, as a formality for their convenience and not for yours. Like a lot of people think it's required. It's not. To, uh, it's to give them time to replace you. Because if if it was required, they would give you a two week notice before you were fired. Yes. Yep. But the condition you're to fired, be, they expect you to out, be out of there. Yeah. Mo- out yeah. Of there. Like, most out, most companies go. are allowed to fire you yeah. pretty much on the spot. Yep. With only some restrictions, like you can't. Well, I mean, you have the, to have some kind of you have to have some kind of legitimate reason. You can't fire based on discrimination. Mm-hmm. I say, some industries they still have like a due process because, mm-hmm. like, even for like people like like well, my mom gave gave me certain certain um, explanations, but that's based off of, like the education industry or like. But it really depends as far as like you know what did you do to deserve to be fired, and it's really sometimes it's 
a lot of times it's not necessarily a firing. It's more of like a laying off because like a lot of companies they'll go through a period where an entire department will get cut off. Yeah. For just just to save up money and to save up like you know <laughs> payroll expense and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, they can't really give a reason, but they'll give you a check and be like, "Yo, oh, be on your way." A whole department will get laid off, but they talk about they get they got record profits. Mm-hmm. They're making room. I mean, Put it together, and then the higher ups are getting bonuses and bonuses of bonuses, mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars of bonuses. I mean, that's the whole issue with the whole with the whole stag with the whole stag protest. Like seeing shit. the highest people of those companies, mm-hmm. of those production companies, those are the ones that are still cashing up those big bonuses at the end of the year every day. Yep. But then the people who are at the bottom, not even like the senior producer is still getting screwed. All the way down to the PAs. No commission. All of them are getting screwed. So I, I completely mm-hmm. get where they're kind of coming from and I stand with them on yeah. their especially writers. On their protests and writers. People who are coming up with the ideas, like they get the they get the worst of them. Right. But think about but think about us who are still trying to be on the come up about it. Like like we know people who are, you know, modeling or trying to find their footing into the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and they're still trying to figure out and they're getting kicked on the back end because of it. I mean Regardless, yeah. if you wanna if you wanna work in the corporate space like me, or if you wanna work in like the labs and science like Max, or if you wanna work in like construction, <laughs> like if you wanna do those things, you know they're all completely different industries. But you still gotta know what the higher ups are thinking. You gotta mm-hmm. know what their bottom line is. Yeah. And as long as you fall within their bottom line, then they'll take care of you. But the second you fall beyond that. We also have to. Yeah, I will say when it comes to corporate culture, you have to understand it's in culture as well, and that culture is dictated by the people who run the company. Mm-hmm. So if you are someone that, let's say, the people that run a certain X company are like preppy uppity people, mm-hmm. you more of a hood dude. You're not probably you're probably gonna hit a ceiling faster than someone who's a preppy person you're not because gonna they're last. gonna connect with him more. And not that's this, you know, discriminatory to you, but they just connect with him more. Your personality, so, your personality type, is it, not it, it connects with well. them. So they're gonna look out for him versus you know the typical hood dude, basically. Mm-hmm. So if you don't yep. fit that company's culture, you got to understand your time there is probably limited, and there's only so much you can move up. It it's I don't know. I think that we like younger people are also like. You know, this is the constant thing with every every passing generation. You have to the older generations pass the torch to their successors and so on and so forth. But in that process, the young the younger people, we always have to kind of prove ourselves. Prove that we are worth like we are worth the uh, the work that we're doing. We are we contribute, we have value. But I mean like I like you guys said, like in the end of the day it's it's about profit and it's about how successful they they can be in like their bottom line we're just trying to find our place in it and a lot of people get stuck in that grind a lot of people get stuck in the rut and it's important especially now to find find your rhythm find something you want to do even a little bit mm-hmm. and adapt to it they don't even understand how much like that's affecting us they they don't they don't know what what we're going through or the the toll that it takes on us i mean like i mean we we've all had that experience where we're sitting here and we're like Yo, like, I don't know how much longer I can keep going. Well, see, some some of them do, because a lot of these, like, a lot of people you work for, they were in the same position you were, but for one reason or another, they elect to kind of pretend that they didn't. 
Or even worse, they accept that as like a reality. Like, oh, you have to go through this hardship because that's what I had to go through. Yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily went through the same thing. I don't think that they had the same liberty to understand the situation. Mm-hmm. Because they came from a generation that more than likely, so, you know, I work in construction. It's one of the oldest industries in the world. Back then, they really didn't, uh, your boss didn't really, you didn't hear from your boss until you really did something wrong. So when you're doing something right, they just don't talk to you. So right now, they're kind of having a thing where it's harder for their bosses now that were like young in like the 70s and 80s to kind of show our generation of like, hey, you're doing a good job because their bosses didn't do that for them. It was kind of like, hey, whatever, as long as you don't break anything. If you did, you got reprimanded for it, fired, yelled at, like screaming at the top of their lungs and stuff like that. You got to break that barrier, though. Right. And they're they're trying to, but it's still a pretty big age gap. Yeah, it's all about making like you make little changes every with each torch. Each, each time the torch gets passed, you make a little change. You try to improve the environment. You try to make do things the way you want things done. I feel like. The workplace, I feel like there's too much of a there's too much of a rift between the older people and the younger people. Mm-hmm. There always way is, too much, always way too much. Because thinking about it, the way that they came up, like you guys said, you know, oftentimes their wages helped them afford a lot of the things that they had. Mm-hmm. For us, when we're coming out of school, we're fresh out. You know, we plan on getting an apartment or something like that, or you know, we plan on. You know, you have to completely relocate in order, you know, to have a job. Apartments are $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment in certain cities. Mm-hmm. And we're still we're still sinking with the same job that these people have had for decades. Mm-hmm. We're sinking to live the life that we're supposed to live. Yeah. Like it's, I said, that's why it's important to find, like, that, that. Like it, it may sound cheesy to some people, but like you know, find some, a job you love. You never work a day in your life. There is some truth to that. Well, just find a job that you love. Find a job that fucking appreciates you. Yeah, find find, find a, something that will pay for you. Like find a job that will care for you. You know, because the thing is, like, no matter how much care you put into something, if you if you don't get something back naturally, then you burn out. It it's gets very rare to back. find a company or a job that truly gives a crap about you. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, and, and that's from the manager, that's from the manager above them, and then that's from the coworkers that are surrounding you. Because like, there, there, there's been so many instances. Like I've had, I, I've had the ability. I'm grateful for it to have the ability of, of having jobs where a company or a group does not care about you, as opposed to working for a group that does. Like the company that does care about you is concerned about your well-being, is concerned about your personal life to make sure that because they're, they're showing that your personal life and what you do before affects how you put in your work here, mm-hmm. and that affects my productivity. So if I show that I care about you in that instance, I'm expecting you to put in that same energy back into the company so that we can progress and make a profit off of it later. It's about incentive, you know? Like, you have to incentivize your workforce to want to improve want to succeed because it's not it's not just about what job you do or where you are it's about like it's about the appreciation but it's also about how you are rewarded for your good work it's not just about telling somebody oh you're doing a good job like if you go above and beyond you should be recognized for going above and beyond but a lot of people a lot of companies especially um general labor force 
like you know small like grocery stores or uh, food industry, whatever, like anything that you're just doing labor, you are expected to go above and beyond, but there's no incentive to do so. So I, one thing I'll say too, and especially with other generations or older generations, is that they do kind of like to do the whole, you know, work hard, you know, kind of bend your back and, you know, kiss ass a little bit, you know, to get the bosses to see what you're doing. But they were really hell-bent on loyalty as far as staying at a certain place for a stable paycheck, whether you get appreciated or not. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I'll say our generation is doing well at, is when we see that we're not appreciated, we're not going to stay. We're going to go and leverage that. You remember how the old generations used to criticize young people for that? Like, oh, you guys have no job loyalty. It's like, yeah. Job hop all the time. Give me a reason to be loyal. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck you. The thing is, is like once you have that reason to be loyal, then you'll stay. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll have your reasons to stay. I hope our generation in particular does many things differently. But one thing in particular is I hope that we see, we always remember where we came from and always remember what we were struggling to fight against so that when it comes time for us to pass the torch, we help grow and nurture our workforces instead of just expecting them to figure it out. See, I think with that, it, so it's almost like, cause I had this conversation when I was in college. Cause you know, of course, you know, I, you know, went to a concrete industry management at MTSU. They're really pushing a concrete program, work for a big company, get a nice steady paycheck. Cause that's all they know. Get, go to school, get that degree, get a nice paycheck with 401k, retire, die. That's it. So with that, when I talked about having perish. and speaking on that, because I talked to one of my teachers and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, because he's like, you know, you get it with a big company. I was like, but when you get it with a big company, you're pretty much just a number. So it's almost like it's inevitable for the goal of a company to just get bigger to the point that you will be just a number. And he admitted to me that's kind of inevitable for you to join a company to get it so big that you are going to be just a number. So you might as well get in first so you can be in like the little you know, upper management, senior level group, so you have some type of leverage at that point. So going to Lucas's point on we hope that our generation does better, I think we will do better because I think we're not going to be focused on having big corporations run all these things, but have a niche small shop and then have all these other people doing their small little niche shop so, one, you can treat your employees better, and two, it's a better connectivity. You're not trying to have a monopoly over anything. Thank you. If anything, you just want to have, like, you know, instead of having Walmart, you know, have everything, have a butcher shop here, have a produce shop here. Now you can collaborate you can with have, each other. You can use the space that Walmart has and have that all right next to each other. But or have vendors of, in there, have their own shops. Yeah. Like, you mean like a mall? Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, what? Yes. But who owns the malls? Well, this thing is malls are mal- malls are outdated now. Everybody everybody wants to at at best you'll shop occasionally like a Target or something because it's convenient. But otherwise, you do most of your shopping and searching and browsing online because that idea of like going to a massive shopping center and looking around for what's there is for whatever like for one reason or another it's dying. It sucks, but it's dying. You think so? I think so. Yeah, malls? I mean, that, yeah, there does there, there are so many malls that have 100%. just gone under out of business. I think that they should convert the mall, like the mall spaces, to something productive instead of just Amazon warehouses. But you know, have you seen like Town Center? Yeah, it's dead. Honestly, 
Last time I went there. Town Center used to be thriving when we Cumberland were. Cumberland is decent. Still. Cumberland is okay. Last that time was perimeter. Cumberland, like I went, to, I went like I went to Cumberland twice uh, over like last December, and I remember one time I went in, like in later in like the evening, and it was like regular bustling traffic. And then I, I went another time early afternoon, just during a holiday, just nobody. That's it was great. very dead. Like most yeah. people were kind of centered Doors in the food court. Closed. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like we. Yeah, the the having shops is important. Changing the 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 dynamic of how we think about small shops and big corporations is also going to help. Yeah, we do still like having the corporations improve and change is still important though. Because what about our entertainment? What about our like our video games, our our movies? Like we, it's not that we want those things to go away. I I I, I want like I want Disney. Because of Marvel and Star Wars, for example, I want those franchises to survive. I want those corporations to survive. I just want them to do better. I just want them to, you know, keep, you know, remember that they're doing this for people. They're not doing this for their money. They're doing this for no, people. When it comes to corporations, they do it for the money. But when oh, it comes yeah, to us, though, when it comes to our generation, we need to think about it from life from our perspective. What are stuff that we do that corporations can adjust to? Since we're the future of like the money that they're going to be receiving from, what can businesses do to cater to what the upcoming Gen Zers are doing? It's not even that. It's as Gen Zers, since money runs everything, you actually have the power because you put your money into it. So if you don't like something, stop putting your money into it. Exactly. So they have to they have to cater to you because they're what is this? they're giving you the product. And what's that called, guys? A strike. <laughs> yeah, I mean boycotts, strikes, name it. Like it, they seem insignificant at first, but I mean now with like the actors and writers strikes, like power these, was is within the people. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, like, look at a lot of these. Um, Do I sound like a communist, guys? No, it's not. <laughs> you, you speak in fact. A lot of people criticize because they think, oh, it's going to happen overnight. But the truth is change within like I'll talk about like movie corporations because it's on my mind yeah this change happens over time I mean think about um one example I, I was talking about this other day um y'all remember like the early 2000s how like superhero movies like except for Spider-Man a lot of the comic books like the 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 suits like the costumes were very streamlined very kind of basic because they admitted they were trying to do like this modernized low effort kind of like simplistic low budget costumes not even low budget just like lo- like sim- very simplistic because the idea like they didn't think they wanted uh, actors running around in skin tight costumes which is not wrong but then people kind of were like why are the x-men all dressed in black leather like why where where are their like colorful like unique costumes what what separates them yeah. people wanted individuality years later marvel kind of comes back they make iron man they make uh, captain america Modern suits with comic book inspiration. People realize, you know, because over that over that time, over ten years, they're like, hmm, we're people aren't liking these movies as much for these reasons. Maybe we should make some changes to see what happens. They make some changes, boom, you see more success. But you also see so, some of their old, their old. Uh, they try to put oh, in their old comic book yep. <laughs> uniforms and shit in there, and it's hilarious. Because you're just like, whoa, this looks horrible. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that, that's the thing. Like people, like change happens over time. You just have to. We as people have, as consumers, have to just keep doing what we're doing. Criticize, hold accountable, and talk about what the things that we like and don't like and 
some of them will listen, some of them won't, and eventually things kind of come into play. That's what we're doing now, and that's what we yeah. can continue to encourage when we get to that position of, of power. Yeah, I think ultimately what, for me, all I want is to be done right by. You know what I'm saying? Inspirational. I just just True. like, wow. while working, while being a consumer, I just want to be... I want things to be done correctly, and I want like the proper things to be done for all of us. Yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's interesting because you'll have you know the older generations come in, and you know they hate when people complain about the five day, eight hour work week, saying it's so much worse and yada yada. And it's like, if it's worked for this long, how can we revise it to make it better? Because if you go to any corporation, regardless if it's finance, construction. Especially when it comes to day to day tasks, you don't really need the whole eight hours to do what you got to do. You can three, really finish four. that three, four hours. And you're done. You know, like, Alice, done. would you agree that sometimes the, the work that you have doesn't really take the whole eight hour day to get it all done? It doesn't. Rest of the time, if you're working from home, most of the, most of the time, default really, they do, do they work for three, four hours? Half the time, they take naps on their phone, on a phone no Twitter, TikTok, yeah. Facebook, going I mean, to the store, running errands and shit. A part, a part of like the, the work's getting done. Uh, yeah, the work's getting done, but a part of like the eight-hour workday is still like the the collaboration piece, and it's like, I think that's also a factor. As far as like if you're doing like hard, actual hard grinding work, will probably consist of like maybe four, like you know, four to six hours, mm-hmm. and then the other two hours are consistent of organizing, collaborating, having meetings, you know, setting up with like you know your team members, your managers, whatever, trying to get stuff done, like. The eight hours is a productive day as long as you make it productive. Mm-hmm. Now, on the days where it's like if you don't have any projects to do, you have nothing to do, you have no meetings or have anything like that, those days I get it of like, well, what am I supposed to do for the next eight hours? I, I get those. You sound like you're a working advocate. I am. And so what if he is? Yeah. Well, I'm not against. I'm not against. I'm well, you better be getting paid more than what you are. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm not against the idea <laughs> of working, but I mean, I've heard people talk about ideas on how to like improve the like the workforce conditions because I, one one problem is the fact that productivity is going down a lot because people are being overworked. Yes. Because ah, companies are putting. I can speak on that. Companies, <laughs> small or large, are putting incredibly ridiculous expectations on. So on like their schedules, their timetables, and they're not giving enough rest. They're not giving enough people. They're not giving any enough resources to do the work properly. And what as consumers, we like the workers are paying for it, and the consumers that like that purchase this product, like whatever the product is, they're suffering for it as well. I mean, food industry, entertainment, you you name it. Like I I see that issue constantly. They're understaffed. They have to constantly change their hours, which. O- overall affects the business because if you constantly change your hours, people are going to stop coming because they don't know when to show up. If there's no consi- there's no consistency whatsoever, then you lose you lo- you lose a critical aspect of your work in a I lot of industries. That. Like this is one place I started going to. Uh, it's a little bit out of my way. Besties. It is a small little little small little shop. It's got empanadas and Belgian waffles. Mm. It's uh, run it's it's it's, it's run well it's run by it's run by a comp it's run by a a, a couple. Uh, the uh, by an Argentinian, uh, a Belgian man and an Argentinian woman. Oh, 
last they're, they're a married couple, and they started this little shop, and they make specialty empanadas. They are delicious, by the way. They are so that? good. Okay. I haven't had the waffles yet, but like they have dessert empanadas. They have cakes, desserts. They sell like little like trinkets also, like neck, like jewelry and handmade hats. It's a very interesting shop, but for a, a little while- You should do a local munchies for it. It's It's like- in Atlanta, though, it's like an hour, hour and a half away. Oh, if it's in Atlanta, no then we fucking should. fucking way. Hour, hour and a half. Actually, in no, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm. Hour, hour and a half. Hour and a half from Atlanta. It's, yeah. it's an hour from where I live. So okay. <laughs> I don't know where it is here. But anyway, but what I'm saying is like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I tried to go there. I've tried, I've, I've gone there three different times. Um, and the third time was a charm. But the, the two times I went there, like, they're like, oh, they're closed on this day. Okay, let's go on this day. We went on a different day. They were closed on that day. They kept changing the hours because they were understaffed. They didn't have the people to work the hours they needed to, so they had to constantly adjust their schedules for those that could. Mm. Well, okay. Well, let's let's just bring up the concept. Let's just bring out the one concept that we do as Foursquare of the reason why we do local munchies. It's literally... To eat. Yes, we like to eat. Yes. Yeah. But consume. Local munchies is specifically to highlight the local small-owned businesses that are in our surrounding areas. And so we're making the effort to highlight those small businesses because those are the ones that are going to continue to thrive. We're going to put our money into these businesses that we continue to go to. We still talk about Bidia El Gordo to, the, to this day. Like, there, like there's certain shit spots the last time before I came here. That, I was thinking about that just this today. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but... Those small businesses are what makes it. So that's that that make us. I mean, and the food is good. It's good mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. When you meet the people, like a lot of times, like when we meet, when we go, when we do local munchies, and we like we went to the barbecue spot and we were talking to the people who work there. Like when you we could tell, like you're working for like a family. It's completely different than where it's just like where you don't know who the owner is. Where it's like a chain or something yeah, like where it's like a chain, and that's why it's like we're not. And it's not like we're like against chain spots. Yeah. But it's just that the local spots are the things that are gonna make life cool. Like it makes well, life worth living. And you know the chain spots. And you already. know where the chain spots are. Like everybody know knows wherever you live, you know where the local spots are. Yeah. A big difference between, for example, like Papa John's or Domino's, and like this local Brazilian pizza shop that's right near Besties. I have to remember the name of it. Give me a minute. Um, it's that the the chain. The chains, they know you're going to come back because they expect that. And because of that, a lot of them get kind of complacent with how they, how they do things. They're like, oh, you're coming. Like, we know you want this pizza. It doesn't matter how it's going to come out. You, you're going you're gonna to eat it because you know this. Yeah, you're coming for the name, not the food. They know you're going to come versus the mom and pop shops. They want you to come back. Right. They but they'll also take the constructive criticism and they'll make adjustments. Right. Because a lot of the stuff is done by hand and is done fresh. So if there's something off and somebody mentions it to them, they'll, they take, also, they'll take those comments to heart. But see, the thing is also, like, you can expect better quality from the get-go because they can't afford negative criticism as exactly. much as Papa John's. Yeah. Papa John's. Papa John's gets, like, a thousand, like, thousands of thousands of negative Yelp reviews, and they're doing fine. But, like, a mom-and-pop shop, they get, like, five bad Yelp reviews, and they're rat. tainted. Right. Because... Their reputation is built on how many people talk about them, and fewer people talk about them, or even worse, people talk negatively about them. It's right. a wrap for them. They're going under. Yeah. So nah. so they have a lot more to lose, and that's why I that's why we advocate so much to support them. But that's also why I always know I'm gonna get taken care of more right. often. Than yeah, you definitely even definitely for like are. yeah, but but that but that's how it is as far as just like the business, like the global scale of businesses. I mean, yeah, like and, and that could be applied to anything, any major 
corporate business. Yeah. I mean, if there was a, a personal mom and pop like auto shop, I would go to them instead exactly. of going to, you know, Pet Boys or Home Depot or Lowe's or like the big brand name companies. But if there was a local shop that I would consider going to them because I feel like they would take care of me more. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that is dependent on like if the service is good. Like if you require like a higher level of expertise for a service, that's when you kind of have to. Oh yeah, of course you you'll branch out for for the yeah. resource that you need. Yeah. So if I have to go to the bigger brand names because they just have the resources, mm-hmm. then sure, then then I'll get that. Wait, do you saying. mean like for mechanics? Yeah, yeah, like like for mechanics or like to like buy a wrench or something like that. Like yeah, just right. get well, tools. Hard well, I would say. Yeah. I mean, you know, when it came to when I had my BMW, the mechanic I went to was a local guy in Austell. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew him, but he specifically worked on Mercedes and BMWs only. That's so. True. Yeah, and the, yeah. Yeah. So when you, ha- you when it comes to mom and pop shops, like it's okay when it comes to like mechanic shops, especially if they have a specific model they work on, because that means they worked on it so much they know that this year model has recalls because of this transmission issue or something like that. Rest in yeah. peace to him because he died last year. But oh, well, yeah. rest in peace to him. You know, shout I'm glad he did good. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he did good by you. Yeah. Oh. But then, like, but even with like certain like. But even with, with with other services that we know, like it's better to be local. Merchants. Like even even with barbershops, even with barbershops, like a lot of barbers, especially in our community, we are loyal to our barber. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna take the risk of going to like a you're not going or, to no goddamn sports clips, no right, sports clips, Great or clips. super cups, no. or, or or any of those other those local chain barbershops where you get the same generic pick one through 12, which yeah. one do you want? They like, have a number system, man. Yeah, like, yeah. like, what number do you want your fade at? Right. I don't fucking know. So, what? Yeah. But then the person who, who's been cutting your hair for years, they know your yeah. head, they know exactly how you like being cut, mm-hmm. and they know exactly what looks good on you, they're going to take care of you. But, like, but that could be for anything. That could be for any service that's provided. And so, you know, just, you know, shout out to all local businesses. We, we, we appreciate you. Our See, communities are built we love you. you literally and 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 it is it is something that you know america wouldn't be shit without those local businesses well, how does this have so. to do anything to do with gen z in the workplace i will tell you it is our responsibility as young as younger generations to continue to do what we do to appreciate support and endorse local businesses because if we allow if we if we essentially allow the bigger like the bigger chains the bigger corporations to push out the local shops, they will control everything, and then the the quality is going to be reduced. Horrible. Yeah, it's going to be reduced because now you don't have any real sense of accountability. That's why monopolies are dangerous. If everything comes from one source, it doesn't matter. They don't care. They can charge quality. you whatever. They can do whatever they want. They can give whatever quality because there's nothing to stop them. And Gen Zers do a great job of communicating what's hot and what's not. And local businesses also they yeah. inspire community like gathering. They inspire like people to connect with each other. Right. It's still so, a workplace. It's still a local business. It's still right. a workplace. Oh, do, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, so because these old mom and pop shops are, they have to pass the torch, like I said, to the younger people. Who's going to take over? It's up to us to make those. And then, like I said, we we do a great job of communicating, you know, via all these platforms that we have now to be able to extend out to all different parts of the world about like the things that are trending, the things that are up, the things that are down, the things that are being. We do such a great job of calling shit out. Like, we always are fact checking people and being like, actually, no, like. Like, and it and it doesn't matter how like mm-hmm. how it comes, but we are doing we do such a great job of 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 ex, I guess exposing. Sometimes motherfucking facts be wrong though. That is not facts. 
Well, if it's not facts, then no. But then like, misinformation. Yes, misinformation. Now, yes, opinion. Unfortunately, the the one the one caveat of that is that when you do a lot of these opinions and they're doing more opinion based, and it's like, no, 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 don't do opinion based. Mm-hmm. Look up the facts, and then you you'll sprinkle in opinion with the facts, but you make sure that the facts are the focal point of your argument. So that that is one thing that we unfortunately we may fall short sometimes. But as far as just the numbers of how many times we are we speak out, we are very outspoken as a generation as well. And so like we have the tools. Yeah, we're well, it's also cuz we're just not afraid to speak our mind when <sighs> things are wrong, you know. Well, what I, mean? I, thought, I thought you were about to say not afraid to take a stand. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not afraid to take a stand well, see, when when something afraid goes. Oh my god. To take, take a stand. stand. <laughs> well, see, everybody. We're not afraid, but we also have the platforms to do so. Like if you gave Twitter, you gave like social media platforms and like the voice well, the, the, the way to project your voice to older generations, you would have had more people speaking out by then, too. Or people, you would have seen more no, people speak out. We've like seen people speak out back then. We no, civil I rights know. and shit. I'm just saying, like, we, we saw people speak out, so that's never changed. It's right. just that the the volume that we see today isn't because, like, the generation has changed so much as, I think, the ability to do so. I feel like... That's such a wide scale. I feel exactly. like it's, you know, people speak out, but they don't actually have any action behind it. It's because... People will speak out until it's until it starts to benefit them. Once it benefits them, then that's when they want you to shut up. Well, also people want other people to do stuff. It takes a lot for someone to actually stand up and start a movement. But you know, the bystander effect is rampant. Like you got like millions of people just calling for action, but everyone's too scared. Everyone's waiting for someone to make a stand. And it is hard. I admit it's hard to do something different and take charge. Especially when you have no guarantee that other people are going to back you. Well, also, you got to be kind of smart with it. Like, you know, you need to have your leverage if you're going to make that stand. Don't just, it's, you know, it's like when people just abruptly quit the job, but you have no other source of income or savings to live off of before you find the next one. Like, be smart and strategic if you're going to make that stand, too. Set it up. I remember when I was work. I remember when I was working, we had a problem where we were constantly kind of our productivity went down because of the vision that the like that our store had to of what they were trying to hire. Mm-hmm. So I was actually talk, I was actually learning about this uh, regarding like business law. Like there are there are laws that prevent you from like you know that prevent you from not hiring somebody based on disabilities or um, backgrounds or anything of that nature as long as they're qualified. But you know some people kind of confuse the like the hiring purpose with like you know oh you you can't discriminate me to hire me you, like you have to hire me but if you don't meet the requirements like especially physical requirements that it causes a lot of problems which is a problem we had we were hiring a lot of personnel we had a lot of personality hires that were like you know faces that people could talk to and like do stuff but when it came to the actual like grunt work there was like three of us on a good day three because like people like were like two I remember there was one thing like in our guidelines like you have to be able to at least lift fifty pounds comfortably throughout the day, kind of thing. And I'm like, can y'all even lift fifty pounds once? Do you even lift, bro? Like I, I was, I actually asked one of the managers. I was like, hey, any chance y'all can get like a like a like a, one of those bar, like one of those curling bars, like fifty pound curling bar, just kind of have it there. Like, hey, can you lift that for me real quick while you conduct your interview, just real quick? Because it's like, you know, they they were like, oh yeah, we have this vision for what we want to do. And we had to constantly keep training new people all the time, so our work just wasn't getting done. And we're the ones paying for that. I know it was kind of a tangent that I went off on, but it's, it was just kind of to say that 
No, it's still kind of nice when to do the, it. When the, when, the, when, the, when the company makes, when the company, when the, when, when the specific managers or whatever make a decision, it is, is, the, is us. We have to kind of pick it up. We have to do, if we're not incentivized to do it, then you're just kind of going in a very vicious cycle. I but think. that's why I think the small shops are going to make a revival because these big corporations are centered and powered by loyalty of their employees. So if you have your employees consistently cycling out, you won't have the ability to have that longevity because you have to keep retraining people and stuff like that. And there's problems, you know, right now too, in the sense that there's not, depending on the industry, it may not be the best training either. They just kind of throw you out there because remember, it's about making money. So some, now some people lie in their resume and say they can do stuff they don't do just to get the job. And that's one thing. They do that a lot in computer science. But there's so also, much. you know, them basically throwing you to the wolves and say, hey, do it. And if, when you fail, it's like, well, what's going on here? So training is not the best when it comes to this. And they're trying to focus on growth so much sometimes that it's like you're growing too fast for your own good. And then it's things falling apart, quality issues, people, you know, getting overlooked and people quitting and stuff like that. So it's almost like, uh, you know, these corporations trying to focus on efficiency and growth that they're not looking at their fellow people to move up, but trying to find outward people that they think will do a better job of doing it. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I've, I've, I've said this before that. You know, in this specifically in this country, like you have to, you got to play the game. Like there, there's no, you have no real choice in the matter. You have to play the game well enough or better than the system in front of you to succeed. Like a lot of people think they can get around it. A lot of people they think that they can just not participate, but there's no option for that. Like you have to, in some in some capacity, you have to you have to play the game because. That's how that's how this country works. That's how the world works. Unfortunately, you you have to make some sacrifices. You have to kind of grit your teeth sometimes to get to a position where you have more flexibility, where you have more leverage, as you were saying, to succeed. Like for me, for instance, like I I don't want to be working like the big corporate job my whole life. I don't. Yeah. I I want, but what I want is I want to get to a position where I can get to a high a high position in the workplace. I can make bank. And I can use those resources that I've made to go through my dream. I want to open up martial arts schools for impoverished communities so that kids can be saved. I want that. I want kids to have that opportunity that they can't have because they can't afford $150 monthly fee plus their gear. I, I want to do something different. I realize, though, that I have two choices in that matter. One, I can devote my life to training martial arts so that I can be the instructor. Or B... I can make so much money that I can hire the people that I need to, that I trust, and I can run the business self. Like I can make it self sufficient. You just do one B. Hmm? Nothing. Will I do both? No, you just did one B. Oh, <laughs> instead of one two. Sorry. Oh, I did. <laughs> I, I always do that. I don't know. I guess I like B. <laughs> I like the letter. One. It's a great B. letter. It's a great letter. Number B. Sorry. Nah, it's okay. Thanks. Nah, you've been you've been real quiet, Max. What you guys say? I think he's just like getting like non flashbacks of all his work experience. But he's also reflecting. I say I feel like you've you've reflected because like for you, 
being a Gen Zer in your industry, you've already had a lot of tough experiences in yeah. your field already. Yeah. So you know, ex expand, brother Max. So I am like, having like Vietnam flashbacks right now. That's why I'm so adamant about. Told you, fork strikes and shit like that. <laughs> okay, I guess we can get into it. All right, all right. It's how I feel about a lot of this stuff, and how like what step of the process I'm in right now. So I'm in graduate school. I worked in the industry for about a year and I uh, worked in the lab. Um, right, you know, the industry, uh, if you're a low-level employee, like I was in manufacturing for pharmaceuticals. So a lot of that was really just mind-numbing work. Um, so if you don't have a high upper-level degree, you're not really going to go very far very quickly unless you know people and you know have connections and shit and that's in every other industry so I decided to go to grad school I'm in uh, I'm in grad school now um but as a graduate you know as graduate student you see even worse things right so as a graduate student you see like yeah you know I look this shit up right so president of school makes 900 around 900k a year mm -hmm. Um, and as a graduate student, that they apparently they apparently we only work twenty hours a week, which is absolute bullshit. As first year graduate student, I was a TA, also a research assistant, so I was doing research while taking classes and teaching classes. So add add that up to around, you know, add studying to it's around eighty hours a week. Well, oh no, nah, that's a little overestimation. Try seventy. I'll say seventy hours a week including weekends. Um, and for all of that, I would only see $2,000 a month. Um, about a thousand of that goes to rent. Um, and then of course you have other expenses, like you have, let's see, food. Yeah. Uh, gas, cause you gotta drive. Um, you know, you pretty much end up with nothing by the end of... Oh, don't forget water and uh, light light bills. So you pretty much end up with nothing. Um, and of course, oh yeah, this is what you have to go through and this is what you have to do to get, you know, get to... This is just an investment for yourself. Okay. Pay me what I'm actually... Pay me for the work that I'm actually doing. All right? Because I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be getting paid for 20 hours a fucking week. That's a part-time worker. Those that don't know, I'm, I'm a part-time worker getting paid 3% of what the president is paid. He doesn't do shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. He walks around, gives bullshit speeches, and he's thinks he's, he's yeah. wonder where all the money's going. Mm -hmm. To his fancy cars. Fancy bras. I, you know, and I look around across the country and I see a lot of other graduate students, they get paid decent, like, I know one of my friends, he goes to another school, gets paid about 20k more for the same program, essentially. Mm. And that's just, it's like really upsetting to me. And nobody's really, you know, you know we have a grad student association that I guess is a advocate for us. I guess we all don't go. Are they really an advocate, though? How much do they actually advocate for you? And, you know, I'm, I've am i been thinking about unionizing and trying to get things done right for us. Because I know I'm not the only one that suffers through a lot of the stressors that 
graduate students go through. I know I have friends that had the same mentality and had to kind of end their programs earlier because of the just the overall stress. And I know even myself, like I've literally crashed multiple times horribly mm-hmm. to where I couldn't even work anymore. Overwork. Overwork. I'm literally overworked constantly because that's just the environment that I'm in. And it's really irritating to hear people like, <laughs> you know, it's cool to have a nice, like, I love the people I work with and I love what I do, but sometimes it's just way too fucking much. Yeah. A small add on to what you're saying. Uh, I don't want to like get you off your track, but it made me think about it. Like earlier I said, you know, find a job you love, you work, work a day in your life. But if your job constantly, like if, if you're doing what you love, but the job environment you're in constantly puts like brings you down how long are you gonna keep that love like how how are you gonna keep that love alive i it's, feel like that's what's worse is when you really like the fall. industry but that company out of love with it. is making you not like the work i love my industry yeah. i love science i love chemistry uh it's literally i got to a point where i dreaded going into work every day yeah. i struggled academically i even had like really rough thoughts just like <laughs> just going through it bro and so i'm at this point now where i'm just kind of reevaluating what i really want to do so just appreciate you sharing that man yeah man it's cool it's just we're here for you gotta you figure know, this shit out bro figure this shit out one day at a time this workspace like like I want to do something that I love, and I want to be able to help people, and I want to, you know, do all that shit. Yeah, but see, that, that that's another problem there. You touched on is is related to the idea of incentive too. Like you, you aren't reward. People aren't being rewarded as much for going above and beyond for the work they're putting put in. But the the un, the unfortunate reality is the people who do the bare minimum, they are given the bare minimum. But the people who want to do above, they'll go above and beyond. Instead of being recognized for it and being rewarded, they just get more work. Above and be listen. Above beyond in our program is the bare minimum. <laughs> you got to be careful with above and beyond because you may or may not get that recognition, and then you're basically doing the amount of work that your supervisor is doing, but still getting paid mm-hmm. when you're getting paid and not getting paid in that next position. And going off of, no, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say this is why a lot of videos that I've been seeing lately on social media are are, are people that are. They're, they're basically, they're fighting back in the sense of like when people are being asked to do more yeah. or people are being asked to like stay late or people being asked to, to do X, Y, Z. And then the immediate response is, I hope I'm getting compensated for this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, well, no, like we want you to show that you're dedicated to the company. And I'm like, fuck no. the company. I want my money. I'm dedicated yeah. to the company for showing up every fucking day. That's that's my dedication to that's, the goddamn. That is some bullshit though. Like you like why do I have to constantly prove myself to you? Mm-hmm. Like, like I show up. I'm, I'm if I'm on time, I'm <laughs> You like, pay me 8 hours. We're way past we're like hours. at that point we're way past the point of pro- of like oh, like proving yourself. Like we've gotten through the we've gone through that ground. Yeah. Why do I have to sit here and show you a day in day out that I am committed to doing the work? Yeah. Like it's one thing if like if you are if you're lazy and you do the bare minimum on a good day, yeah, you have to like you know you have something to prove. But yeah. but the people who are doing either like just 
you know, regular work or more than the regular work. It's like, why do I, of all people, have to constantly show you that I'm ready that I'm ready to do more. I'm ready for this. Like it's almost like the generation before us saw all of this, and instead of trying to fix it, they were like, "Nah, I'm gonna just kind of milk this for myself." Because one thing I will say, even though I really like construction, because I've I view construction as almost like literal manifestation. You are taking an idea of a building. All of this that you see around the table, mm-hmm. the condo that we're in right now was all an idea drawn up and then people got together to physically build it. I think that is absolutely dope. And to have it, like sometimes business just perverts things in just kind of a way that's like, come on. Like the way they sometimes, depending on how they compensate their employees out in the field, sometimes they exploit labor from people from different countries and stuff like that. And then when it comes to, and they'll have them out, you know, doing night pours and staying all day in the hot sun and stuff like that. And when it comes to this, sometimes like a bonus, you'll come up to the superintendent or the crew leader. Here's this bonus structure we got. This is how much you'll get paid extra if you finish the job in so many hours or whatever. And then the time comes to where they possibly did that, but then they don't see that bonus check because his boss got it driving around in his glove box for like months. And it's like, what's going on? You know, it's it's crazy to me because a lot of these, a lot of companies, like on the small level, on the big level, they spend so much time and effort finding ways around compensation and reward that, you know, it'd be, it's, it's much easier and much more feasible to simply, you know, give reward and benefit for people who do good work and incentivize. But rather, like, they find ways, workarounds of paying people extra. They find ways to, like, justify how much, how little they're paying people. Like, I crap i had like a really really good thought and like and it just died and my thought the train of my thought did a kickflip and i lost it (laughs) it like kickflipped off to another like rat trail and it just my point is that like slid off the board it's like that people will go i remember like when i when i was working i in my interview i asked about overtime because i was like look i I was part of it was like I was trying to get them to know that I'm dedicated to doing work and I'm like yeah. I want I'm not just in for the money I'm dedicated to do work as needed and I asked about overtime and they gave me like this weird look they were like we don't really do that and I was like what do you mean it's like well we they basically they they structure everything to be with like you do everything possible to stay within that eight hour zone like because the closing the closing shift we get out of like ten and it was like. That's like an hour to get things done after the store closes. Some after a while, we did like eleven o'clock. So that's like an hour, two hours to get things done, and like get ready for the opening shift the next day. But it was like you there was always a rush to get things done if there was like a delay or something because they were like they were like avoiding overtime. Like it was like nothing. And they didn't want to pay people. No, the they like they had like rules and like and 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 setups to like in place to basically make it almost impossible to get overtime because like, they no legally overtime. can't give it to you yeah. so they're gonna make it hard for you yeah and like and the times that we did have to stay like after our shift like they would ask us to do so and they would give us like some they would give us something but it was never like in the form of overtime yeah it was always something else it was never time and a half so i was like why do y'all spend so much effort avoiding compensation when you could just do it like there's, the rush yeah. the there's gonna be eventually and, and some companies may do it depending on like if companies are 
or doing hybrid work or doing just, just regardless of however the work schedule looks like. But I do foresee maybe like a, a mass exodus of jobs of yep. people are going to quit. I mean, a lot of people quit their jobs during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even post COVID, like people are, people are being appreciated. People realize they weren't being appreciated. Right. Yeah. Because they were, and because they were being put in dangerous situations too. Right. I wouldn't, and they were really yeah. taking the time to really like assess, like COVID gave a lot of people at the time to really think about life in yeah. the sense of like, what this is, is where I am right now. This is what life is right now. Like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. Yep. Sure. So a lot of people are like now like taking that stand and Started like, their own businesses and stuff. Companies are going to have to catch wind fast or they're going to walk into the office one day and see nobody nobody there. I will add this and why I think that the generation before us um, definitely used this system to their advantage and they didn't really do anything to change anything. So in one of the companies I used to work for, there was a younger guy kind of around my age that purposefully took a pay cut to be a lower level than what he wanted to be. So he could prove himself to the company. Because, again, like I said, construction is one of those oldest fields. You kind of have to prove yourself. And within, because they try to say that, oh, there wasn't enough room for the position that he wanted. That's why he took the pay cut. Within a month, they hired someone else with no experience in that level of construction that we were doing at the time did. But So they technically lied to that kid saying, oh, we don't have any more room for you in that role and hired someone else because he knew someone that worked there. Yeah, I mean... They're literally just hiring their friends, bro. This I mean, that's how... The, that's also kind of how, like, the network and... Um, that's one of the things that they sell when, like, when I went, went to school. And it's who like, you know, not what you know. who you know, not what you know. But it's also, like, especially if you're in, like, Greek life, like, if you're in a frat, you automatically have entry into these, like, a lot of places because the minute, like, the minute, like, you find out, oh, um, like, the guy who, like, the, the, this guy who, like, runs this company, yeah, he's a brother. So, like, you just tell him that and, like, you're in, like, no matter qualification. So, like, you... But that shows the lack of quality, though, because it's one thing to just be like, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But it's like, hey, I at least I know what this person's worth is and I know what this person is capable of. Have a good, valid reason outside of just, oh, he's my frat brother. Like, like for the good of the frat, I'm going to hire him. Like, oh, no, that's, I, that's no, horseshit. I, no. Well, who do they have to justify it to? Because no. checking them. I'll, I'm, I'm going to check that. So... Whenever I give recommendations or somebody is, you know, recommending me for something, especially out of my fraternity, they always say, I know you're getting recommended, but bring your A game. Because that's what it always, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I'm going to recommend you for this, but you better bring your shit. Like, I'm like, this is, I'm not, I'm not going to, not, not going to mess around with you in the interview or anything. Like, that's. That's not what this is about. Like, I'm not finna just give hand you a job. Like, this is real still. So, but oftentimes, yeah. it's not the case. No, yeah. it's not the case. That's how it should be. That's how I better say that. That, but that, but that's that's good practice of like I'm gonna recommend you, but like don't fuck me on this. Like because like if you 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 got recommended and you performed terribly, not only are you 
getting screwed, but that person may also get screwed on the back end. Because you're a reflection of me. Exactly. So now you're messing up my integrity and my character because my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. My brother got me my first job, bro, at the little factory. But at the end of the day, like, okay, of course, I went through the interview process and did all this stuff. And we ended up working on separate, like, complete opposite shifts. So I never saw him. But I ended up, like, outperforming. Him and, you know, a lot of the people on my shift and a lot of people on, you know, in general. And, you know, before I left, I was actually getting close to a promotion. So it was actually like, you know. Congrats. Thanks, man. That's what's up. Yeah, but still, you know, don't, not fuck the company, but, you know, it's just, you can tell it was kind of, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, we've been talking a lot about, like, you know, Gen Z in the workplace. And I think one thing a big impact that we are, that we have been doing, not even just our generation, but the generation that came before the millennials that came before the millennials is we are changing the image of a work, the work of a working class. We're changing the image of professionalism. And I think that's a huge thing. Like a lot of companies that are run by like older generations, older people, old school run, like old school jobs. They have this idea where like professional is like clean shaven, no tattoos, hair cut and short kind of thing like almost kind of military like but nowadays we're trying to we're, we're actively trying to change that image where we, we got to the point where now like a beard is not a sign of being unkempt and unprofessional as long as you keep it maintained like, That's like can, we all have facial hair now yeah, yeah like it's in our industries you know a lot of people are becoming more open with that tattoos the tattoos are one of the things where it's like you know still going to cover it because some people have tattoos that don't line up with like a company image type thing, which is like you know that's 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 fine, that's you. But some companies are a little more liberal. The idea of you know body art um, expression, it's it's changing. It's it's changing with the it's adapting to how the work environment is also changing. Yeah. So I think we're making an impact on that. That comes with like. Office like office work that comes with working from home, mm. different job fe- like different fields. Yeah, just you know, there's never there's no longer one professional image. I grew my beard out of stress. I just kept it. Yeah. <laughs> the idea, I think that like if you could summarize professionalism today in one word, it would just be groomed, mm. hygienic yeah. like that. You know, we're that's that's my take on it. But one thing also that that Gen Zers that we're doing is we are a huge advocate of the ability of work-life balance. And yes. I think that that is something that that the generations before did not understand that concept of like, cause, because they're, you know, like our grandparents and great grandparents, like they're on the idea of like, just work until you die. Yeah, like I live to just, work. You mm-hmm. live and you mm-hmm. work and you work for a company for 40 years and then you get your pension and you're Listen, done. Man, fuck that. I'm like, I want my kids to love me. Right. <laughs> I want my kids to know me. I want my kids to know who I am. Yeah. I don't want my kids to be like, sorry, son. My project is worth more than going to your baseball game. I put food on the tables. Like, but what do you look Someday like? Someday you'll understand when you grow up. Like, I kept the lights on. What do you look like? Bro? I don't know who you are. Like, mom is, mom's bringing in this. Bu- mom's bringing in Mr. Jeffrey every other weekend. And uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jeff, what you doing, dog? I'm getting in fruit snacks. <laughs> But yeah, no, but I mean, but I, this is something that I guess we can all probe on before we close. It's like, how do we all contribute to work-life balance? We all have something. 
I mean, I know, I know, Max, like you say, you you were struggling with that. But what is some, what are some efforts that we're doing to make the work life balance, you know, plausible in our lives? Well, Jeff, you said it well. Why don't you say it again? Get a. Oh yeah, I was saying, you know, get well, getting hobby. fruit snacks from somebody's mom. That too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, definitely get a hot. Well, honestly, I like, I like some fruit snacks. It, it kind of goes back to what we talked about previously too with college, and it's like get your daily routine set up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, pick a time in the morning because a lot of people, you know, you wake up right before you really need to get ready to go to work. Get up a little bit early, whether it's going to the gym, stretch, drink some tea, read a book or something like that. Give yourself some me time right. in the morning, and mm-hmm. then you get back home. You know go to the gym or maybe watch your favorite show or something like that and do it to where, let's say, you really hate Mondays. So make Monday the day when you go home, you watch your favorite show or you watch your favorite movie. Garfield. Something like that. Or you choose that day to go out with your friends. Some lasagna. Call your friends up, say, hey, Monday, since we hate Mondays, let's go to the bar and get some food or something like that. Mm -hmm. Find hobbies. And personally, I've said this before in a previous episode, not just an active hobby. Going to the gym is good. Um, Me personally, I struggle to motivate myself to go to the gym because I don't like working out. I love training. I love martial arts. So as long as I'm in a martial arts like academy, any like martial art, then I have the motivation to work out because to me, the working out is a means to an end. So I join martial arts, which and the martial arts always has like a schedule, you know, like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at six o'clock, Tuesday, Thursday, like six thirty. So I know to plan my day around that. Um, but also like find some creative hobbies. Find something you can do in quiet time. Paint, uh, photography, uh do anything. A podcast. Pod- <laughs> find something podcast. that you can find something you can do because content creation. Those elements of your life and your daily routine will clear your mind and help you do the other things that aren't hobbies, but that you enjoy. It help you make time for your favorite anime, so you can watch One Piece, Goat Piece, as I like to call it, <laughs> Goat Piece, Goat Piece, by Ichiro Goda himself. Yes, but you can find time to watch your eyes. favorite shows. You can find time to, you know, read the book you've been wanting to read. Go to the movie, hang out with your friend, have a mm. date night with your partner. Do something, please. But T- take yourself out. Go on a me date. But you have to understand, like there are, there's an order to it. Like you, you can't have. Sometimes you need a catalyst to get to a point. Like, if you want to get a hobby, sometimes you have to, you know, start an activity to get that. Or if you want the motivation to watch that thing you want to watch, because you're not, if you're not, unless you're burned out, you have to find that hobby. You know, like it's a cycle. You can't just will yourself to do something. Sometimes you have to find a reason. Max, find the mental clarity. Work-life balance. Haven't found it. But I work out because I like lifting heavy things and it makes me feel something. I lift things up and put them down. He does lift heavy things. It's actually it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. That was a that was something. Honestly, the, I would have enjoyed I, that workout had me feeling some type of way for like the next week. <laughs> and I realized I should not have gone back to I should not have done back to back practices before working out. I should have done one or the other because oh my god. Max is strong. Yeah. He is strong. Damn. It made me feel something. <laughs> it made me feel something. Regret. <laughs> Pain. But no, I had to, I mean, I had to do it because I, there's a lot of things I wasn't happy with. So I, you know, I, I had to have something in my control. So I, I, I just had to figure something out. Y'all didn't see. Now at this process, 
now I'm, I'm starting this process where I'm trying, starting to figure out how to create a nice work-life balance. Because the way that I am, I go hard for the things that I want. Yeah, y'all didn't, y'all didn't see this man in the gym. He was like, pain, no pain. <laughs> Contemplate pain. <laughs> Understand pain. I Is am pain. For those who not, do not know pain, can I have the power. Talking about lifting the boat. What boat? Carry the motherfucking boat. What boat? Whose man's boat's the fucking log? Where are we going? Hard. (laughs) Give me baby Yoda back. (laughs) (laughs) And it finishes off. Shalom. Work-life balance for you. This is my work-life balance. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Um, Speak. Speak okay, so work-life balance. Hurry up. Um, Speak your truth. Shoot. Hush. Eh. I no. Wish <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would. But um, uh, work-life balance, I mean, I was, so once I'm done with work, depending on the day, I'll go to the gym or I'll go swim. I love sitting in the water. It's very soothing for me. It's very calming for me. It's very relaxing. It helps me reset. Like, I, I enjoy being in the water. If I'm not doing that, um, I will, you know, I like to play video games, you know, that, that literally gets me away, you know, I like playing Call of Duty with my friends from college, like, it is, it's a tradition, like, we're, we do it routinely almost every weekend now, so, you know, shout out to my boys, you know, y'all know who you are, and then, you know, if I don't do that, you know, I'll, you know, I'll play my bass guitar, you know, um, I'll play my bass guitar, you know, I'll just, you know, just strum along, you know, play a few notes, you know. You don't know me, son. And, you know, I, I have I have multiple activities of stuff that I could do to, you know, make life fulfilling outside of the job. And I think that that's something that we're also recognizing as a generation is that it's not work till you die. It's live, then die. You live your life. You fulfill your life with things that are not just <laughs> still gonna die. <laughs> oh, you, you yeah. gonna die? But I feel like those, live, then you I feel die. like those like, supposed live. to be way more profound than live, <laughs> live, then live, die. Then you live, die. then you can die. Basically, it was it was yeah. profound. Basically, was, you work to get the bread to do the fun stuff, living like trips and shit. Like trips that. and you create memories. You are alive until one day you are not. Okay. Make money <laughs> to make memories, and then mm-hmm. un- and then unalive yourself. <laughs> Trigger warning. Ah, triggered. Okay, bye guys. Don't cover baby Yoda's ears. You should be ashamed of yourself. This episode is eternal. Just end it. We are eternals. We are immortals. The rest of you. They don't know me, son. You will die. Okay, it's time for us to eat now. That's why we're delirious. Okay. Okay, um, Yo. They don't know me, son. Create some work-life balance for yourself. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Do things that are fulfilling for your life. Do things that do martial you know, arts outside of work. Hush. Do, do things arts. that don't know. They don't know me, son. No, take your mic away. You're. Po- <laughs> they don't know me, son. Five. 
beat you up like I'm just calling on what I was going on. You beat me up like what? you're five? <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Wait, I don't know where that was going. <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Hey, I had a, I had a, I, hey, man, I had a, I had a strong right, like right hook when I was five years old. All right? That's cute. Anyways, um, so <laughs> do stuff that are fulfilling and just you know make life worthwhile and don't rely on the work or the C-suite level people, don't rely on them to make your life fulfilling. Do whatever you want to do that makes life worthwhile. Now, still, get your money up, like Max always says. Get your money up. Get your money up, not your funny up. Or be funny, either way. That makes money. Get your funny up, too. If you're funny. Yeah. Do not sacrifice your funny. But still, life is more than just clocking in and clocking out. They don't know me, son. Like, real shit. If there's anything you could take from us, life is worth more than clocking in and clocking out. Thanks. Like like that. If if anything else doesn't doesn't you know, like oh my gosh, they don't know me, son. Why you keep saying that? <laughs> because they don't know him. All right, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Four Square Podcast. As always, it's your boy Jeff. It's your boy Alex. You already know who I am. They don't know me, son. That's Lucas. That's Max. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe to everything that we got going Share with on. your sneaky links Share and entanglement links. Actually, can we address that? Like, if y'all still have sneaky links, can y'all just do better? Like, please go find love. You deserve Don't love. Don't listen to him. Have your sneaky deserve links. Deserve love, okay? Be a hoe. Sneaky links if you want to. Like, go. It's okay to have some, but like, just go. Max you is in the camera. You deserve to be loved. I don't think it matters anymore. Max's face is in the camera. Let me guess, Max. They don't know you. They don't know me, son. Yeah, they do. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Jesus. I'm My whole life I kept on waiting for shit. Had to learn to go get it myself. Yeah. I get this shit by myself. Yeah. I make a way for myself. Yeah. I see you got a new dude in that school, but I promise we fuck I won't tell. Yeah. Know that you miss it, I tell. Because you still hit up myself. So just let us out of ourselves. Cause I think I'm losing brain cells. Cause you're toxic, so toxic. Still want you myself. Wanted that girl for some years now. Now she unbuckled my belt. And see, she like how I felt. I'm on a mission, no, I cannot fail.